0: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: fly over territory podcast on a uh, gloomy uh unrest restful uh aggravating uh june 9th
2: <laughs> this is this is more of we're talking about the mood because it's been an absolute perfect <laughs> summer day but yet there is this large ny shaped cloud just looming over both of us as we've Kind of, I feel like Woody. This last hour, we've just kind of like sat here sullenly watching the the tail end of this latest Twins game here on June ninth. Uh, I feel like that's the that's the atmosphere pressure that I'm feeling above me because it's been a glorious summer day.
1: That, that is true. It was like I, I I tend to like it a little cooler than most. Uh, but I think for the average person in Minnesota, today was like the perfect summer day. Like just cracks eighty, suns yep. out. Yep. slight breeze like perfect day no like no humidity like it's a great day and then there was a world where we would have recorded this about two hours ago and we would have been starting this pod way more positive yes slightly yes. nervous like a little yeah. anxious being like oh joey gal just hit a second home run yeah. he's batting like 202 this year <laughs> <laughs> um but we're still winning we're still winning and then and then we just watched the bullpen just just mail it in so yeah
2: it, and this is i think we we both uh again for the record we're, we're, we're coming right off of I think the final score was 10-7 yep. and in a game that uh, there's a in the Men and Blazers universe Woody I think have you heard this before like the the worst sin you can commit in a 90-minute soccer match is scoring too early. <laughs> and this is to say the Twins were scored on first and then storm back 3 one tied 3-3. Three three. Then they jump out to, I think, the 7, 6-3, 7-3 three, three off of uh, Buxton's got two home runs in that mix. Correa's got one. Arise has one, mm-hmm. and Larnick hits the final one. Yep. And that's like in the fourth inning, chasing Garrett Cole from the game. And then the Twins proceeded not to put another base runner on, <laughs> except for a Byron Buxton walk in like the sixth while the Yankees did the Yankees thing and stormed back. And their bullpen was lights out and was awesome and picked up and kept the game within reach. So it's it's kind of one of those you got beat by – the best team in baseball as i look here it's definitely the best team in the american league the 41 and 16 new york yankees come to town woody taking a two out of three game set midweek and really i feel like completely changing the course of this conversation that you and i have been texting about all day (laughs) as well as like just it, it hits this flip switch of like pessimism which is now just like I, I want trying in my own self to push back a little bit against that because the twins are still in first place. They still play in the American league, not to mention the American league central and their schedule. I, I took the peek at it. We can talk about this a little bit more. I feel like the big question for me, if we wanted to look any further ahead and I, I'm, I'm <laughs> this is my trying to like cope mechanism is just looking the next game in the schedule. But if we snuck a peek, Woody at the all-star break which we said is going to be july Uh, 17th or 18th 17th uh can the minnesota twins be in first place by that time and this is i want to ask that question in full recognition of this storm cloud of gloom and doom that a yankees defeat always always creates for twins (laughs) fans or twins naysayers so, so can they? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Yes. Obviously, anything yes. can happen. Th- that's within. Um, can they sign Carlos Correa? Sure, it could happen. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, is Trevor Story having a better season? I don't know. I mean, it's it's hard to say. But uh, can they? Sure, and yeah. After off after off obviously uh, the the bummer that is this. Uh, side note: Have we ever played the Yankees? Not during the middle of the week here i feel like every time they come to town every season it's like a and the yankees are in town from tuesday through
2: thursday (laughs) good tickets still remain although it looked packed this week
1: yeah wednesday yeah that's true what again good weather uh two winning ball clubs yep um again only time to see the yankees yep so again those games get attended which is probably why the schedule comes out, and they're like, yeah, uh, we'll give you a four-game series Monday through Thursday or a three-game <laughs> se- Tuesday through Thursday. Your call. Uh, either way. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't know. I yeah, So we I definitely definitely can. Uh, looking at we are currently ooh, three games up. Yep. That's it? That's yep. how the math works out? Yep. Oh, because they had three games canceled. Yeah. Um, same amount of losses as Cleveland. Uh, what worries me is the last ten.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, four and six in yep. the last ten games. One,
1: one and two in against the Yankees, not the end of the world. Especially because we hit the ball minus yesterday, uh, pretty well, up. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we lose 10-7, but like we hit the ball around. I mean, we we did fine. The issue is, Cleveland is eight and two in the yep. last ten on fire, and we played Detroit as part of our last ten and could not figure out Detroit. Well,
2: so. th- this is, and you know, I feel like this is an important moment for us to kind of recognize, we're, we're well into June here. We have not sat down and talked Twins Baseball outside of uh, the bench of the uh, incredibly uh, talented, deep, deep pool of teams that play in the D League here uh, in a local softball league. That's like the only chance we've had to really talk about <laughs> Twins Baseball is when we're both sitting on the bench right there. So recognizing that we really haven't, had a recorded conversation about where the twins are at how this first chunk of the season what did you say we're uh, one third of the way through pretty just, much just over it's like
1: just over 36% through so and, a and, third
2: and I think that's really great because that that grounds us in a really tough brutal series out in Detroit where I think we dropped the first won the second then dropped two games where no offense scored couldn't get anything going on may or excuse me wednesday june 1st was a 5 nothing loss to i think Tariq Skubel, who i think is outstanding uh and then they lost uh on thursday before heading out to toronto and we had the whole kerfuffle around who was on the team on the active roster who was not making the trip to <laughs> toronto uh friday saturday sunday and then they had that off day on monday and entered into this meaningful and really important series against the yankees and lost it in a tough tough way which again i feel like all of that goodwill from a good series in toronto where you bounced back from a tough loss and won 8-6 even 8-6 that should have been you know what 8-2 because tyler duffy decided to give up a three-run bomb in there or somewhere along (laughs) those lines so this was a telling moment i i I don't know if we want to be hyperbolic and say like, this was a big determining moment in the, of what's going to happen after this series. I, I don't want to say it was like a make or break moment in the twin series because it definitely isn't. Cause you, like you mentioned, absolutely. There's well within the realm of possibility. This team is in first place, but I think this next series, how do you respond as a ball club tomorrow night, seven, 10 with the rays in town, um, Seven, ten game, then two day games back to back. Like, really interested in seeing how this team will respond, and a little woody, apprehensive about that response, especially after what we saw. And I'm going to try to track down probable pitchers here because that, that will have a lot of how I'm feeling about this upcoming three game set here in a moment. But, yeah, we, uh, I, how are you feeling about the season so far? Kind of just that was a quick recap of where we're at here, June 9th, and giving you a chance to kind of think about or respond to how have the twins been doing in your opinion and coming back to that. Do you think this is a first place club by the all-star break? And while you, while you ruminate on that Woody, if we hear this delightful crackle of celluloid on this side, it's some really high end retail product from Bowman, the (laughs) 2022 set we're looking for (laughs) lots of paper color. (laughs)
1: Uh, I, I believe you get at least two Chrome cards per pack in that too. Oh, we absolutely do. Oh yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we'll be a, be a little bit celebrating <laughs> those, too. Um, yeah, so obviously didn't end tonight, wasting a lot of home runs in a loss. Yeah. But again, it's like, as we said before, we start recording. Like, it's not like we lost tonight. 10 to 2 and you're like man if not for those two so i feel like that's been the story the last three or four years of like we'd lose this game 10 to 2 and it would be like a, a buxton solo shot and like yeah. a nelson cruz sack fly with and garrett it,
2: cole striking out 12 yeah yeah and it's just like
1: so at least it's not that at least it was just kind of like our hey um uh, bullpen um we just didn't have it uh for whatever reason um and you can blame, you know, kind of whatever on it, whether that's uh, – how, how far did Archer go yesterday?
2: Five innings and got the win. Five, yep. First win on the season. Yeah,
1: yeah. <clears throat> so it goes five. But, again, anytime Archer pitches, you know, it's like we're going to have to probably burn three to five arms.
2: Yep, yep.
1: Um, so that puts you in a tough spot. And then it's like, hey, this game – you know with New York, 7-3, and especially how early it was, like nothing's safe. uh, And we tried to get Bundy to get through, you know – probably at the mind was like let's get six and then go ryan in the seventh and then maybe duran can go eight nine um and we couldn't do that either so it, it, we got a little tired but like again it's just you look at the last you know you can really go back to even the kansas city series before we go two and two there at home uh and then we go into that that detroit series where it's kind of weird because you have the double header it's a five game series you can't go one and four in that can't do it yep um and then yeah we go in we got about 38 days i don't know how many games there are it's probably gonna be like four or five off days mixed in there uh we play cleveland a good amount um and then we got some teams in here that are not like n- normal is a weird word to use this but like it's not normal it's just a weird rundown it's you know we play tampa at home we get seattle i'm just done home away doesn't matter but we, arizona for three colorado yeah. for three right uh back for a another five game series on the road against the same team all of a sudden we're playing like a triple a schedule uh you know baltimore we get the we get the white Sox in there and then you know rangers you know now are, you know, brewers it's a little bit more normal but it's just like it's not we just got through that stretch of we talked about this the last time we recorded uh we get 60 games of at the time yeah. we thought it was going to be royals tigers Cleveland and we thought Chicago and Cleveland have probably flipped that right yep so you get 60 games of Chicago uh, Kansas City Detroit you can't be blowing those to where you're like oh man we went 34 and 26 against them like that number has to be north of 42 yep like I'm not saying you got to win all 60 and I think my math was wrong when I said that it's like oh you get 60 wins there it's like well in theory we should but like you can't you can't do that so I get worried because it's like Again, eight versus Cleveland. Weird teams on the road, on the West Coast, uh, where, you know, it's like travel days. Guys can't play every day. I get that. But uh, my gut tells me we'll still be in first. Uh, At the same time, just because you look at Cleveland and you're like, they're not better than us. Right. And that's the thing where it's like, if this was Chicago and they're healthy, it's like, they might be better than us. Uh, So, like, you get a little worried. But, like, Cleveland's not. And they're going to have to start getting, like, tight schedule stuff because they keep missing so many, they miss so many games, and so you start losing, you know, days off. So it's going to kind of put them in a tough spot too. But, like, just because we're in first, like, it can mean very different things based on the path that we took to get to there. So if we got there because we competed and we beat good teams, and then we also took care of, you know, go 2-1, and 3-1 and one against the bad teams, okay now i'm like hey like w- let's go after this yeah if we can limp there and cleveland yeah. also kind of messes some stuff up and chicago doesn't really competitive and all of a sudden like hey we're in first and we're up by like three and a half games but Man. no one feels good about it and we're on pace for like maybe like a 84 and 78 yeah. first place team then you start to kind of like uh what 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 does this look like now
2: yeah and i i, I like that point about like limping into there because i it if if we were to put together i think it'd be interesting what are you like what are the percentage odds of like what will we assign that like i give it 50 percent odds that the twins limp into first place i think there's like 25 that they take care of business and i'd give you 25 that they are not going to be in first place just with with where the white Sox are at and there's a like you had mentioned there's a lot of games between the twins in cleveland which i think they just like ultimately i would bet money that they just push those games like this i've seen eight games in the june i bet you they go four and four it's just a solid push across the board so it seems to me like when you look at this team right now um it seems to be they're getting a couple pieces back healthy correa being the biggest piece and there's signs that he's he's gonna produce if he's in the lineup like he's just that good solidly i, I really wish he'd been in the lineup another two weeks i think time that he's missed is kind of adding up right now and that's a little bit like damn uh it's a really good club when you're kind of like you got through buxton yeah but you still have to face correa right after that and again so that that's with a rise recognized as one of the best offensive players in the game at getting on base and being a nuisance and then you got buxton correa like that's just that's a good lineup and then who's ever behind that i think they're getting back to point of health and i say that offensively so they might be there offensively, especially to compete in this AL Central where Chicago is decimated. And the part that immediately I think about Woody is I, I pulled up the probable starters for this next series. So it's a 5-2 and two Drew Rasmussen who's got a decent ERA, has 46 Ks in the year, versus Devin Smeltzer. And that would be if I was to pick a game. That'd be the game I'd want to go to because like Smelter has actually thrown pretty well for the Twins, and then it's a to be determined on Saturday afternoon, and love, then your guys Cole Sands coming in on Sunday. And it's just like, like a- absolutely not. This this team is not for real. Like you you just can't expect to be um, a locked in first place club for the next foreseeable month if that's who you're trotting out. And also by the way, Monday night is to be determined as well. And the injuries are killing them on that front, but if they are to be competitive, Woody, don't you think that something has to change there immediately? And what's the only way that you can change that right now?
1: So so right now, like how to change... I guess one of two ways. You either decide to get bold and pull some guys
2: up from the miners. Um which I just looked there's nobody in St. Paul that you'd be wanting to bring up <laughs> unless you're seeing you want to bring up Jordan Balazovich, who's at uh with St. Paul I think is like an ERA north of 9 at, at present. But most ah. of the guys from AAA are already on this squad to just try to like I was I was, was going to say just, like, like I don't
1: I don't think there's anyone down there other than the guy that's just doing a rehab start tonight. Um so yeah. So that that to me doesn't work. You can't really make a trade right now. Like, that's not really a thing you can do. One, you don't know how to truly value this. Uh, and other teams don't, too. So it's just kind of like one of these weird things. Like, nobody's really going to talk unless it's like a, like, I, 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 the Yankees will listen to every single offer you throw at them for Josh Johnson. So, like, it's like stuff like that could happen where it's just like, yeah, if you, why why do you want him? We don't want him. Like, we'll trade him for two cases of Coors Light. Sure. Like, we don't really care. But, like, real trades that are going to, like, matter Aren't? don't exist. So then, like, really how I see it is you just have to change your, like, approach and say, listen, like, we signed you for a reason. Weird spring training. Uh, Weird timing of addition of guys, right? Archer comes in late. We don't really know what the rotation looks like. Uh, Different guys getting called up. Different guys getting hurt, going on the IL, whatever. So things are bumping around. Smelts are getting added, like, halfway through the, the season so far for us. And you're just like, listen, like, we're not going to follow this for whatever reason. It seems like half the pitchers are on this. You get two times through the order, and if it's the one out in the fourth inning, you're gone. And you just say, screw it. You guys are pitching 100 to 110 pitches. We are would like you to get through six. And if you can't do it, we're just going to go down with the. F-. Because, again, like, you just run the risk of, like, being stale and being in a bad position where, like, the moves that are available for you to make and that you're comfortable in terms of moving prospects for guys. Once we start kind of talk about post all-star break where you start to have to like ask yourself, okay, sweet. We finally went out and got, uh, whatever starter we were looking for. The issue is, is that enough? You want to be in a position where it's like, yes, we did the move. That's the move. We're in a good spot. We're in now the spot we want to be in with the addition of fill in the blank guy. Right. And it's like, cool, now we're going to go full steam ahead for August, September. But, like, you could very well screw this up and get to a spot where it's like, we still got to make the same trade, but, like, I don't think it's enough. And for us to go and do the thing that, like, gets us competitive at that point, we can't afford. And so, like, that's what I get a little, like, worried about of, like, I mean, I think that, you know, the guy that, you know, everybody wants is is Frankie. Mm -hmm. Right? But, like, Frankie's only a 2-3 slash guy. Yeah. Like if you if you trade for him and you expect him to come in here and be like a Garrett Cole kind of like acquisition in terms of like we throw him at, I'm not saying like he's he's not good you know, it's like throw him at the top of the rotation we're just set uh Max Scherzer trade kind of thing of like we made the move he's the guy boom like he's not that guy no and so it's like you better be in a position where he can play his role and we can feel comfortable with. It looks like it's going to be Ryan, Sonny Gray and whoever we trade for, right? That's yeah. our rotation. Yeah. And in <laughs> that fourth game, it looks like it's going to be a combination of the please God, not Bundy, but like an archer, Ober, uh like smeltzer game for yep. six and third innings, right yep. And then it's just bullpen. like that that seems like the route they're going to of not a fourth established starter. It's these three guys that, like, become long relievers and of like, special guys out. Great. Do not be 57 and 52 when you make that trade. And that's, like, I don't I don't know. Like, other than changing your approach, I don't know what else to do at this point. I, and
2: and I, I just, like, if you can't do the trade right now, if it's just, if it's not a sound baseball decision, what do you, like, so then you're, you're going to get this problem. This is the, you're going to have to roll out Bundy continue to roll him out there. You are going to continue to have games where he's throwing. You are going to have Cole Sands out there. Like these guys don't give you a chance to win games. Like they they, they are
1: every time Bundy starts a game, it's a loss. <clears throat> Granted, when he left, we were winning, but again, because of how he left and how like the way that they were pounding him, everybody was like encouraged of like we're good guys. Yep. Like he couldn't giving up three runs. Totally fine, Dylan. Totally fine. Do not give up four and five. And I think five was technically on Cotton. But, like, again, it's just, like, they were fine. They are like, we're good. We're rolling. We're yep. the Yankees. We, our bats will stay hot. We're yep. good to go. Like, don't worry about it. you got to say, like, okay, man, we couldn't hit Dylan Bundy tonight. We're in some trouble. And it's like, that's the and that's the, the issue is Dylan Bundy, every time he goes out on the mound, it's a loss. That It's just a loss because he's either not going to get through the game or he's going to give up, like, four or five runs. And it's like, well... It, it, it doesn't, it's not going to matter.
2: And, and that's where, what do you, there, there's, there, like, outside of Devin Smeltzer right now, there is no one that you're that you're feeling good about handing the ball to. Like, and I think Archer did an admirable job yesterday. I would have loved to see him pitch a little bit more just for, and I, I'm glad he got the win in this day and age where that doesn't matter as much. But it's just, like, why, why he's given up two hits. Like, sure, I think he had walked three at that point in time. He seems to kind of labor And this approach, like you called out, if it's just like, nope, these guys are seeing the order twice and that is it. Like we don't want to, but there's nobody, we saw that tonight behind them is not anybody that we feel confident because they're doing this for the first time in a major league setting of trying to get through hearts of big orders. And again, the Yankees being monsters to try to navigate and that couldn't get guys out, couldn't throw the ball for strikes. It was a really rough scene. And that's especially troubling when you don't have anybody in the front of the rotation to then all of a sudden hand it over to this very shaky bullpen that's got a lot of arms, like all of a sudden high-velocity arms, guys with stuff, but guys that we saw, like Joe Smith, couldn't get the outs today. Yeah. they hit him they hit him hard mm-hmm. and he he got through that first third of the season with a great degree of success being able to get out of jams and the credit to him but we've seen that play before too woody right like a veteran guy comes in is able to be effective for a third of the year and all of a sudden it's just like yeah nobody's getting fooled by that anymore you're not being able to work out of those situations tyler duffy apparently is spent just absolutely nothing left which leaves Duran, who was shelled tonight, and Pagan, who is shelled or does the Eddie Gordado where he walks the bases loaded and then gets some kind of like some kind of miraculous final out for to close out games. I mean, I just all of a sudden not all of a sudden, because I think we've talked about this the entire time. Without Ryan, without Sonny Gray, you got nothing like the two guys you had penciled in there to start your game one and two, what do you, they haven't pitched in like two weeks? And I think they're both still on the IL. So it's just like, Holy shit. What if that's your only option is if you're not going to change that approach of having guys try to extend out and get a couple more innings because you desperately need it. And you don't have anybody in triple a cause you've called them all up already. You've shot all those bullets. Like, are they going to be forced to make a deal or do you just continue just to roll through this? And if that's the case, how can we expect this team to be a first place team?
1: No, yeah, I think that's valid. And I think it's like it's weird, though, like when and this is why we are in first, right, is you, you go now and you look at the, the pitching stats for it. And you're like, again, Dylan Bundy, like 5.87 ERA, 1.46 whip. Again, he throws 90. The, this is the, the thing where I'm like, why I literally said out loud and I was just by myself, but I was like my 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 comment was then why is he pitching because pregame like just like as he's warming up on the mound like right before the first yeah. inning or whatever they show his his pitch pitches and then the opponent batting average against each one <laughs> and the percent he throws of them and his fastball I'm like oh they're only hitting like 240 or 250 in his fastball I'm like that's pretty is again you throw your fastball like 33% of the time like that's pretty good like and then literally it kept getting worse to every <laughs> single pitch. And I'm like, to, to get to the point where it's like he throws his sinker, I think, like sec- like 16 or 17% of the time, and they're hitting 360 off. It's like, then quit throwing your sinker. It's a very easy thing to do of like you're a fastball changeup, breaking ball away guy. That's all you are because it's not working, and you've now started 10 games. You are team leader in innings pitched at 46, which means you're not even a very simple second-grade math here. You're not even averaging five innings and outing, and your ERA is at six. Basically, like again, like this is why are you pitching? And you know, like you said, there's guys hurt, and that's kind of why the answer is is because it's like Ryan's hurt. Although he should be back, hopefully, he had a, a rehab start, so back soon. He had a rehab start tonight. Sonny Gray, don't really know. And again, if he comes back, we don't really know if he's gonna. Those kind of injuries are just like whatever. It's like okay, Ober just went down, but again, some of these names past Ryan and Gray, it's like uh, Winder. Ober, Smeltzer,
2: Jax, uh, it, it's like, oh, uh, like, it, it's so rough. It, and it, and it's it. This is kind of one of those like testaments, like how how are we here? Like this this is actually kind of a. Uh, uh, there's like been from a pitching standpoint. Like remember what I like, I think Dylan Bundy went three zero in his first three starts, right? And like. <laughs> He might have, like, won a couple of those first games. And then all of a sudden, Winder came in and was, like, lights out for two games. And we had Sunny Gray lights out. So, I, I feel like they've they've survived to this point and somehow found themselves in first place. That's my ultimate takeaway for, like, this first <laughs> two months is, like, came up for air and we're like, holy crap, we're in first. Like, cool, Twins fans. We're going to, you know, like, I, it's just, like, weird. we Buxton went on a terrible snide when, you know, was – batting 200 for a hot second. and now seems to have, like, bounced back. But there just hasn't been, outside of Luis Arise, like, nobody's been consistent on this club, Woody, which is, like, some kind of, like, testament to... So you found ways to win, and this is maybe our, our degree of positivity here, is can they continue to do that for another three, four weeks? Sure, but it just feels like the shoe might need to drop here, especially... I, I I just don't know this. I don't have a solid sense of that. And yeah,
1: my my issue is, like, I'm worried that they're just gonna keep doing what they're doing, and we're gonna get passed, right? It's because yeah. somebody else yeah. is gonna play better. Yeah. So it's that old adage of like, if you're the trailing team, team more so. If like, if you're just working as hard as a team in front of you, you're never gonna make up the ground, right? So if you're always like that second place team or whatever, it's like you got to work harder than the first place team is working to keep advancing it just seems like everybody else is working harder than us. Yeah. And now some teams are not talented enough for that to pay off, right? So, like, Kansas City's not, not that I say Kansas City is. But, like, just Kansas City, Detroit, they're not good enough. If Chico- Chicago does feel like they're not actually. If Chicago decided to flip a switch and just work harder than us, like, they'd catch us in two weeks. Uh, but, yeah, you just look at, like, the rest of the, the American League, too. And pulled up real quick. I was on the schedule. That was dumb. But, like, Yankees, we're not going to catch them. They're on pace for 116 wins. Good for them uh like tampa's always going to work harder than us like this is just going to happen uh Toronto has like a, that young core like where we felt kind of like 5 6 years ago that's mm-hmm. where they're at except they're actually talented yep. and they're not just yep. like hopeful um it's like Cleveland's probably going to have cuz they have to right it's Jose Ramirez they have a star who's like that's what he's there he could have signed for 8 years probably 260 million dollars anywhere he stays for 5 years 125 or whatever it was uh Houston's going to work harder than this, but, again, we're, ch- we're tailing them. It's like you start to look at it, and you're sitting there it's like, this is why we're in first is just because, just, again, the American League is just so meh. They just all seem to be mailing it in. Yeah. And it's like, okay, great, but, like, all it takes is one team, Chicago or Cleveland, to yep. just be like, you know what, <clears throat> let's let's start caring because I don't think we're ta- – between outside of Buxton – and Buxton kind of has that weird asterisk next to him where it's like, if you're going to bat sub-250 – like I don't I don't know, man. Like <laughs> it, it, it it's like that's probably why you only got seven years, hundred million. Like that's that's kind of the issue. But like outside of Buxton, Correa and like Louis Arias, like if the other teams work harder than us, like we don't have the talent to yeah. like maintain a lead.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um right. I yeah. We don't have Shane Bieber. And you're like, they have Jose Ramirez and Shane Bieber, who in Cleveland has this and ability. young
1: starter the Puig They got oh. McKinley.
2: Like, I, it, I, it Cleveland has this and this is not the first time that they've done this. You're like, who's that? And they're missing Lindor too, which which is a huge blow. Which should be like, yeah. they should be done. They should be dead in the water. But yet now they are the sixth. There are six. Teams with records of 500 or better in the American League. And which Cleveland's all the the six, teams, right? which is, yeah, <laughs> at least all the playoffs <laughs> teams. Uh, the Angels have lost 10 in a row, Woody. I thought. So no, things could be. It's like 13. 13. Oh, they're either 0-10 they're or 10 in 10 in last, 10. Their last yep, 10. Yep. They are but winning yes, 5-1 they, right now. So, yeah. uh, but. And, and this is just. We don't have anybody to rely on.
1: Correct. That's the best way to put it. We might have talent that can, like, Again, a one game, we're healthy, they're healthy, like, I'll take them. I'll take us. Yeah. The issue is, Buxton's going to play 100 games maybe. Yeah. And is going to play 120 Who's going to get us maybe. to that
2: end? To, yeah. Who's going to get us through this weekend? Like, this is, again, I I, I don't know if we had talked about this, but on the pot or off the pot, it's kind of like trying to, to really recognize, and this is maybe a moment to be like, twins are here, but like this next next game and then the, this taking this series by series, which – This is where I wonder about, like Rocco Baldelli. Is it a testament to that the fe- to him that they're thirty three and twenty six right now, or or would you rather have somebody else like managing and guiding this squad like that? That's where it's kind of like I almost I don't know I don't know if I, I I'd, I'd have to think a little bit about what to think of Twins management this year.
1: My so I've been very like up and down on Rocco. Yeah, my issue with him is, this year is I sorry my. I don't have an issue with them this year. Yeah. Because my biggest thing is like, so, like, what is anyone else going to do? Yeah. Like, it, 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 yeah. it th- that's kind of the issue. And that was like part of the issue with Rocker before. It's like, he kind of is just at the mercy of like whatever, like, the organization tells him to do. And, and there is nothing in the farm system where he can be like, why can't we call up so and so? Yeah. Because they pretty much have. Yeah. And it's like, well, Royce is hurt. Uh, Kirillov doesn't look like a major league player anymore. Uh, that's it. We don't have anybody else. Everybody else is here. Yeah, and like and doing great too. Yeah, I might yeah, add. Yeah. like yeah. And last, contributing. This last yeah, yeah. week,
2: like Larnick and Miranda have yeah. stepped up in big in big places. So that's there's some positives on this. Yeah, yep. and, I, and I and I like that Woody. I'm gonna I'm gonna be in the same boat with you as being like I. You can't really fault like Rocco for much of this. Like, you, here's what he's handed. Here's what he's working with. Like, sure, does he probably play a hand and mean like, well, our, our scouting reports say that, you know, two times through the lineup and that's, that's what we're going to do. We're going to stick to this analytic approach. And that's, that's what, that's what we're going to do. It's what we've done. This is where we're at. We're going to stick to it. Yeah. I, I just, that, that doesn't excite me too much.
1: Here, here's what I get really worried about. Cause again, yes, we're obviously like, we're not hundred percent analytic, but we're definitely one of the like the teams that are very much like weighted in that sense sense because it seems like we have to be, yeah. right? And that's and that's in we, which we, said yeah, said it over and over. And it's, like, I think that's what we thought was maybe going to change of, like, not, like, we sh- we still should have that approach, but we have guys that are going to, like, show up in ways where it's, like, oh, like, Moneyball happens, but they still have Miguel Tejada. Like, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. And Jermaine Dye was still on that team. Oh, and by the way, the movie doesn't point out that they had the, the greatest fucking three. rotation. Yeah. And then uh Joe Blanton, I think, was their four stars. So wasn't exactly a scrub. Um so it's like there's guys that show up outside of that. Like, I don't think we have any of those guys. And this is part of the issue with like Correa, right? As I'm kind of going through his, his career stats, where it's like his best season, there's two that you could maybe highlight. He's only hit above three hundred once. He's really like a career two seventy, two eight hitter. Yeah. Totally fine. And that's not an issue. The issue is like we're expecting him to be like a, a 335 like 100 guy. He's never hit 100 RBI in his career. He has hit 30 home runs. Oh, just kidding. 0 times. Yeah. It's like he's kind of in the 20s and I think that's we all kind of thought maybe he might decide to like find some random cousin in Miami and like take a bunch of steroids and have like an A-Rod like 2001 <laughs> Texas year. <laughs> and like that's not happening. And this is the difference between Cleveland and us, right, is Cleveland has like again average wise like our heart you know, Polanco's sitting like in the 230s yeah. bucks in the 230s yeah. like we're all kind of like hovering in the low 200s outside of obviously Ryan's. you go to a cleveland their best player is leading them in every statistical category yeah. that matters yep. Yep. he is batting 284 he has 15 home runs he has 55 rbi right he has 56 he leads hits the
2: league in rbi too which yeah. is like another kind of like yeah. this is, jose ramirez is
1: he's probably a 30 30 double home run the this year uh he's Again, like I said back in two eighty four, he's also playing every day, yeah. and like we don't have a guy like that on this team who's going to show up that way. We thought it might
2: be Buxton, then he kind of gets hurt, but also before he got hurt though, they're they're resting him way too much how, to do that. How crazy was it too? Like you sign Correa to that that's that contract, Woody, and then like Correa himself is like, ah, oh, no, I'm not the guy. This is Buxton's team.
1: That that always felt like a PR move. Yeah, like, but I it's also like, a,
2: like we're we're still desperately waiting for. And Buxton had done that. He carried this team for stretches, mm-hmm. and, and like of late, these last three, four games, and he played every single game in this Yankees series, yep. and crushed the ball. Now, did yes. he have all throughout that. I mean, he, it, it's still like I, as much as I would love Byron Buxton to take a team on his shoulders and like carry them, it's just there's this, it hasn't <laughs> happened ever before. So I I just really like this point of like who's gonna tear, who's gonna Lead this mm-hmm. this squad. It's just yeah. like, it's it's somehow is this even more a testament to what Rockwell's been able to do with this to be like you got thirty three wins out of this like mm-hmm. mismatched island of misfit toys to yeah. an extent. Yeah,
1: it's to me one of those things where it's like I think he sits around all night in his office or at home or whatever, just being like, just get me a guy. And here's kind of the other thing that I was kind of leading into of. I think Cleveland's the team we got to compare ourselves to this year. I think Chicago's had this injury thing where they might not make it north of 75 <sighs> wins. Totally Brutal. unlucky with the injury. And that, that's kind of what happens. But things like,
2: could be worse.
1: <laughs> we could have Tony La Russa as our manager. <laughs> um, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> but, like, it's – the issue is we're sitting here thinking, like, beginning of the season, going – and then, like, even, like, as far as back as, like, two weeks ago, it's like – hey, we're not going to have, like, three 300-plus hitters. I think we're going to have, like, a rise that will be there. And then it's like, let's have, like, Correa in the 280s. Let's get, maybe get one other guy in the 280s and then, like, a 260 guy. And then the rest are sub-250 and, like, patch it together. Let's go get a starter and, like, whatever. But, again, between injuries and starters and all that stuff, like, we might need yeah. Frankie. Like, Frankie's it.
2: Like, we need yep. him, right? Yep. He's the
1: starter. Like, don't don't There's mention anyone else. There's
2: like, groundswell of, like, I think Twins fans are, like, have been pushing that for this entire offseason. Yeah. And now it's, like... You have two to be determined starts coming up here in your next th- four games. Like, yeah, what are we doing?
1: Yeah, yeah. And so it's like Frankie's one. Uh, it's the race for Gregory Soto. Like he's the guy, right? He's he's a reliever that I think he has a sub two ERA right now. He throws hard. He's a lefty. Like so, it's can you get can you convince Detroit to get, <laughs> to give you him? <laughs> but I think we need a bat too. And yeah. so all of a sudden yeah. it's like you have yeah. three holes, a ba- and not just a bat, not just like go get Nelson Cruz for like like i don't know like a, a blank check to not exceed ten thousand dollars and like i don't know like stocking their vending machine for three years it's not like one of those trades like because we could easily do that it's like a we got to have some serious talks of who's leaving yeah because we need to open a spot for him yep. between like the catcher things weird with both not hitting well like sanchez is hitting where he's supposed to hit like mm-hmm. he's he's a 230 maybe hit 30 home run guy at this point but like Jeffers is batting like two hundred, like that's not going to cut it. A seventy nine. Yeah, and he's slumping, so I assume he's going to be back to like low two hundreds. And everyone's like, oh, we're, he's back there because he can catch. Well. well, it's like great, but then like when we have our DH as our other catcher, yeah, kind of it kind of like <laughs> screws the purpose up here. Um, but it's like okay, between that, like it, Kepler, does he fit anymore? Uh, Nick Gordon, like we have him like all around. A real question is like, do you think Polanco can play second and? Or sorry, Arise can play second, and do we need to move Polanco? Uh, like Urshela, same deal with Miranda. Like Miranda's here next year; he's starting first yeah. or third. Figure it out. Yeah, like Urshela, I love. Don't get me wrong; I love his glove at third. But again, like we ha- we're at this point where it's like we need a bat. None of these guys are are 3,500 guys. You need
2: a bat at first base. You 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 cannot continue like you just you need production on a different level mm-hmm. than what Luis Arise. But you want to keep rise in your lineup, so then it's like this if you go out and get that that big bat not a big bat just like go around to any of these shitty teams and there's plenty of them that'd be willing to move on whomever they have like josh bell's playing really well this season for the nationals like are the nationals interested in moving him and bringing over like a bat at first to give you an injection of 10 15 20 home runs for the second half of the season if yeah. you can possibly squeeze that out of it to give you 50 rbi to give you somebody else to help provide some protection and force people to pitch through but then you you move that in then where do you fit your jack of best most consistent player throughout the season Luis rise you you're not moving polanco out of this lineup because he's been also one of the other most important bats and i think he leads the team and runs batted in uh so okay, second base not an option. You're not moving Korea. Third base, is it is it like Gio? Is Gio gone then who's who's also had a pretty decent season all around? Then outfield wise, Larnick has seemingly like slotted himself in and can play baseball and can hit, and I think has kind of worked his way out of his little mini slump and Buxton's playing every other day and Kepler. Like wh- just just woody where do you where do you move or rise, and what do you do it's here D H yeah. then and then
1: but it, it's he's basically what, short John Olrude, right? That's kinda like what he's doing. Yeah. And like don't get me wrong, I think it can work. The issue is we have he's redundant in the sense of like no power and out of position, right? So it's like when I say no power, I mean it's like you gotta hit twenty five plus consistently. Yeah. So the guys on this list are like Kepler, Urshela, uh uh Polanco is kind of borderline but probably on that list. Every outfielder but Buxton, um larnick's not proven he can do it yet you kind of think he eventually will but again it's not like he's 22 uh your catchers are in the same boat so it's like we we if we're gonna have a riot and he has to be in the lineup if he's gonna bat north of 300 because he might be the only player and and right now they're doing it because it's like he's batting north of 350 i get nervous if he's batting like 311 if they're like well he's technically lost 40 points on his batting average from where he, where he is so like <laughs> we're gonna bench him now and it's like <laughs> He's betting 240 against lefties. We have like four guys in our lineup that are betting lower than 240 in general. Like, just fucking leave them in there. Like, it doesn't matter. Uh, and against righty, he's gonna hit like six or seven homers this year, just based off today's swing. Um, but I, yeah, I, I think it's the before the pot, I was saying, as a uh, we all know, big Manchester United affiliation. It was a uh, what's your name is Cristiano Ronaldo, Luke Shaw, Anthony Alanga, or david Gea, the rest you can kick rocks i think we're at that point of not so harshly as that but it's a unless your name is carlos correa byron buxton Luis orias and probably like Larnick in just terms of like his age kind of thing yeah like the rest of you if we can get better we got to get better like it's it can't be like a well we have a third base we can go get but we have Rochelle there. It
2: can't be that. It, no, absolutely not. But this is like that whole like weird. Then then why didn't we do more at the beginning of the offseason? season? Why didn't Why didn't you bring in somebody <laughs> not fucking named Dylan Bundy? And Bundy they had brought in long before that. Yeah, but why didn't yeah. you like Sonny Gray? Great, but why didn't you do the one thing? We, everybody could see it. It was right there, and like it's just it's. You're in first place, but I feel it's this ultimate like yeah you're in first place in the AL Central, and it's all you got. Two thirds of the season to go. How the fuck are you gonna get through this weekend? Not not to say like the next two thirds of this season. And and I'm just pulling up like the, the trade chatter pieces, which are already starting to like make their way out here. Like mm-hmm. it would be awesome to have Andrew Benatendi on this team. Like you know, and they've got Bell, they've got Benatendi, the White Sox or excuse me, the Red Sox are apparently like willing to move on <laughs> Martinez and Bogart's and maybe even Devers, like you really want to? You want to do something? You want to continue to build off of the fact that you signed Carlos Correa? Like, come on! I, I what do you, that that idea that we need another starting pitcher, we need a bat, and we need to like make these moves to to really even like pretend to be competitive in in baseball. But yet again, we're sitting in first place, so why would they need to do something like <laughs> that? It's just that ultimate kind of like looking over our shoulders, being like, but this is the Twins' front office. You you think they're going to make a trade for Wilson Contreras here in June or July? Like, I, it could happen. Stranger things have happened, but what do you what? And this is maybe just to kind of like bring this all back to that if we cr- gaze into the future... Do you think, Woody, this team's going to be in first place come the All-Star break? Come mid-July 2022, are the Minnesota Twins in first place in the AL Central?
1: I want to say yes, just because I said at the beginning of the year (laughs) that I thought we might be a weird 90... I think it's a 95-win team, Um, which still could happen. The trades would have to happen before the deadline, right? We can't just make these deals and be yeah. like, all right, let's try to win 45 and 15 the rest of the way. Like, that that seems really dumb. Uh, I chalked it up. We have 35 games left. I think being reasonable about it, both ways reasonable, like fair and unfair to us, 18 and 17 would be, like, pretty understandable. And it's kind of like we're splitting a lot of series. The, the bad teams we go 2-1 and one against and the good teams we go 1-2 and two against kind of thing um road games you we're probably going to lose those series home team you just kind of you know math adds out it, and that would put us i think at like a 88 win pace at the all-star break though <sighs> Cleveland's hot they're they're only 3 games technically behind us they play 8 versus us i think they're going to go at least 5 and 3 in that right so that make up makes up 2 games right there or does that make up 4 technically so I, how four right it certainly
2: will be the the thing to be watching here like i I think and this this is kind of i you're saying yes i'm saying yes as well
1: it's not going to be like we're going to be up by seven games no that's the thing like it's going to be like within three however like cleveland it being in the trail position when again like we said outside of ramirez and Bieber, and then like again their starters just because we don't have any healthy starters like They're not more talented than us. Miles Straw has to play every day for them. Like, it's like stuff like that still has to go their way. I mean, they're still throwing out Ahmed Rosario at short. Um, (laughs) Like, Stephen Kwan was like a nice story, but now he's back down at 271. Oscar Mercado,
2: Stephen Kwan.
1: (laughs) Their big powerhead over there, (laughs) Fran Mel Reyes, is paying 195. Like, they basically have a Miguel Snow over there, too. So it's like, you know, it's like they have the same issues. It's just they have. A starter and a, and a position player that are just like dudes. This like, team is so
2: trash. It's so <laughs> bad. And that's kind of why I'm like,
1: I don't <laughs> think so because I think we kind of have enough of a cushion. The issue is do we limp there or do we exceed that 18 and 17 kind of projection? And all of a sudden, are we like, I'm going to mess this math up. Are we like 22 and 13 in that stretch, yep. which is just a difference of four wins, four more wins in the, in the thing? And then it's like, hey, now all of a sudden, can we, like, you, you know, Josh Bell's a great name. Do some teams start to fall off too a little bit here as we get closer? Because that's the the tricky thing. Right now, everyone's kind of like six playoff teams this year, right? Yep. So it's like everyone's kind of like, yeah, there's six. A lot of teams are right around five hundred. Weather this
2: June storm. We got to get
1: healthy. Yep. It's 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 just tougher. It's like unless you're basically it's the Cubs, the Reds, uh, like even the Diamondbacks are only three games under five hundred. Uh, the Nationals, uh, Oakland, Kansas City, Detroit. Baltimore and probably Baltimore. So there's only seven teams that are really out of it. And you don't really want players off those teams. And those teams are like, we're going to wait to the best offer. So Unless you're going to literally give us everything we want right now for, you know, for Greg Soto, like Detroit's not yep. And Detroit's also going to like wait it out. So there's no trades that we made right now. That being said, there's also no trades Cleveland can make right now.
2: Yeah. And I, I just, I, I envy Cleveland from the healthy bullpen or the healthy, not bullpen, but the healthy rotation. Mm-hmm and that's just where like you look at this and just like how the hell are we gonna get to that and and this is it would be really important for us like if joe ryan can work his way back like that is a huge like and all of a sudden we're depending on joe ryan also to be that bulwark to keep this to to give us some five six plus innings of starting pitching which is a big ask but the, the dude's been solid this season when he's when he's been unhealthy and been able to pitch and then how soon can Gray come back? How soon can Ober come back? And if if they can come back and I think they all nobody was out that long, Woody, if they can get those guys back absolutely first place. Mm-hmm. And and even without those guys, like I think they'll still scrap something together just yeah. because they've done it to this point.
1: Yeah. No I think that's fair. I think and again, I think if we're willing to part with some of these like younger and basically youngers, basically younger than thirty Position players that play right now. Yeah. I think there's teams that are like not like competing, but are like we need veteran bats on, around the organization that cost seven million dollars a year. I think there's relievers that can be had for that. I think you can call call up and say like, "Hey, uh, Pittsburgh, do you have a reliever that's healthy and can throw ninety eight? You can have." Uh, you can you can just have Max Kepler for that, and it's like now you have a starting right fielder for the next two to three years, cheap. You know he's going to bat like two fifty, hit about eighteen to twenty two home runs. You won't uh, be able
2: to play in Canada,
1: at least this year. Uh, but you guys should not be playing the Blue Jays, <laughs> 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 or at least if you are, you already already played them. But uh, yeah, I, it's just it's just some of these guys where it's like I I like Kepler, I like Polanco, I like Urshela a lot. I think he. Yeah. He's a really good, like, really good fielding third baseman. I think, like, there's a, a weird world where he might, like, snag a gold glove if, like, everybody else falls off kind of thing. Um, but, again, it's – I I get worried that the Twins are going to do that thing where it's, like, the only guy that really makes sense for us to trade is at this position. The problem is that position is currently blocked by a guy that's not as good as him. Like, we got to get out of that mindset. And this guy's not available, but, like, if he is, this is, like, a great – Kind of like example of hey, the Cardinals are bombing. Not, not true, but like if they were, right? No one RNA could be had for Austin Martin, Simeon Woods Richardson, uh, like, and Jose Miranda. <laughs> nah, we're good. Because we get we got urshela Like that that's the kind of <laughs> shit like we'd pull. And it's like, no, we're not good, dude. Make the yep. fucking trade. Yeah. Like it's oh, but Miranda could be the next I was like but you could just have Arenado. Like, it, it, it bugs me when teams, not just the Twins, but all teams do that. It's like, this guy could be him, and we get him for 10 more years. He, it's like, he also could be out of the fucking league in three yep. years. We know this dude's a future Hall of Famer, and he's still got three to five prime years left. Like, this is the season to go for it because, again, it's pretty much he's going to opt out. I don't know if he resigns here. I think he's having a good time. We're competitive. We're winning. We'd have to throw the same contract back at him yeah. with opt outs. It'd have to be a 10 year, $360 million deal with opt outs after years two, five, and seven or something, which I'm comfortable with. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, again, like, this is the year because if somebody else comes around, the Yankees, the Red Sox, after they don't sign Bogart's Endeavors kind of thing, uh, the Dodgers are going to need a shortstop next year because Turner's probably going to be leaving for the same contract. Right. So it's like, you're going to have competition, like this is the year, and there's guys that could be had, but who wants Kepler and Polanco and Urshela <laughs> that's not going to be competing and can give us a guy back that can contribute? That's the question.
2: There's a lot of 15-day IL uh, <sighs> marks next to these guys, Woody. So I, I, it, I think that this is just mid-June. I wanted to try to find like some some kind of like snippet out there like when do these dominoes start falling? like it so are we watching trade wise? we're watching series by series if the twins can win some of these series against teams like Seattle if they can somehow find a way to scrape two out of three against Seattle, if they can take games from Arizona and really looking ahead to at the at the risk of, you know, recognizing they they gotta find guys that'll give them innings for this next three game series. But if we circle that twenty first, twenty second, twenty third of, of June are huge games for the twins up ahead, as well as this homestand to to like bounce back tomorrow night. And both both individuals on this particular podcast say first place twins come mid July and then we can maybe think about and start really like radars up tuning into mlb uh trade rumors.com every single day to try to see if there's any info out there about what's the earliest trade that usually happens <laughs>
1: oh man yeah i it's it's just crazy that like the the guys you want are on teams that are like not doing well but like they're not gonna fucking trade them like they're not you know it's like whatever and even pittsburgh's managed to i mean, it's so deceiving for the nl central it's like pittsburgh's in third they're 24 and 31 i guess <laughs> 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 and the two the two teams trailing them are the cubs and the reds and you're just like oh. but it's like guys i would be like interested but again they got to fit a certain description so even here's guys that would be great things like great additions because they're great players however like like where do we put them so like off teams that are available. It's like Cattell Marte, Arizona. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck do we do with yeah, them though? Like yeah. and it's gonna cost you a ton. Uh the Giants, do- Padres and Dodgers are all in this weird spot where it's like all three I mean, the Dodgers are they'd be buyers. Be first. Yeah, and it's like they're gonna be buyers, but like not all of them are gonna make the playoffs, so it's a yeah. weird spot. Like Jock Peterson. Where do you put Jock Peterson? <sighs> like it he great. He's a he's a great lefty <laughs> bat and he can bomb he can go replace Kepler, but like downgrade fielding, like do you want to put him at DH? Like, we don't have a DH issue.
2: I, you know, Ugh. would there be the perfect scenario, like like when they picked up Kenta, Woody, to be like, you guys need a power arm, and you've got 12 starting pitchers. Padres, what's up? Like, can we come back? Chris Paddock didn't work out for us, but uh, <laughs> who else you got, yeah, there? But you know like, who you did got... work
1: out for you is Taylor Rodgers. <laughs> so, like, you kind of owe us something. <laughs> You gave us a guy that can't play in Canada and a guy that's on the IL again. So <laughs> <laughs> we get, can we have like Blake Snell off here or something. Um but it's like Matt Olson just re signed with Atlanta. But like, you yeah, know, so he's not going anywhere. Uh it's but like again we're kind of scraping the bottom of like CJ Crohn's, Josh Bells. Uh like again, we don't need a DH. Like so Nelson Cruz is out. Yep. Um Oakland again is like Montas, but like that's kind of it. Seattle's not going to trade anybody. Texas isn't going to trade anybody. There's several
2: starters over in Cincinnati that are still like. <sighs> there's guys there too. I, I don't know yeah. if, if they're kind of like done making I, moves too. I it's guess like
1: I guess I'm kind of in this in this like space now, especially specifically with like pitching, where I'm like, we'll find somebody. Like I, I'm not like so if we don't get Frankie, like bummer. But like there's a Luis Castillo out there. There's going to be a, uh, uh, who's the a Kyle Hendricks out th- like a yeah. guy that's going to be like okay he's a third starter like he's b- a better option than going with uh Bailey Ober or uh Chris Archer who you don't know is going to even get through five yeah. like so it's you know it's like so it's like I'm not like worried we won't make a move for some of these guys um how's Stroman doing this year any idea
2: I don't think that so, well. Like, I think yeah. he's out there just getting a ton of innings, but he plays for the freaking Cubs, so. so it's like a Marcus drone buddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, three or 60? So it's like, which isn't terrible, for I guess, for a guy, but uh, I lose my
1: mouse cursor. Um Like, I'm not, like, there's so many pitchers, because every team has to have five. Yeah. My biggest issue is, one team has a, a guy, and the problem is, like, Brian Reynolds is a great example, but it's like, he plays in the outfield. Like, we don't need an outfielder, <laughs> right? It's like, and maybe we do. I don't. I don't know the the Buxton thing, like not playing as much as he, and then once, Royce gave her garlic's back. We'll yeah. Be okay. Exactly. It's like I. I weirdly feel like calm about this. Of like, yeah. But the playoffs, it's going to be Garlic Buxton Larnick. We're fine. Like we don't. The problem is we need to get rid of Kepler. Like that's yeah. our issue, right? It's like, and then if one of them goes down, we just throw Gordon out there. Like I'm. I'm not worried of like the outfield. It's the issue is all the players that are going to be available as a bat are. I just feel like going to be outfielders or like a CJ Crone yeah. where it's like. I don't want Crone over what we have. Is he an upgrade? Sure, but like, he's also going to hit 37 home runs because he's at Coors Field all year. <laughs> like that number's going down. Like we all know this. Uh, Stroman, ooh, two and five, five, three, 2 ERA. He's basically a Dylan Bundy. Okay, never mind. Um, but yeah, I, I I just what the the bat's going to worry me because I think we're going to need it. Yeah, and it's just like, I,
2: where can, I I just I was. I'm just sitting here staring at Taylor Rogers baseball <laughs> reference page. What do you do, do? you know who leads the league and saves right now? <laughs> is that, is that NL AL separators That just baseball? <laughs> That's all of baseball. <laughs> Italic season totals indicate player led all major league with 18 saves and in 24 innings. It's Taylor Rogers. Like how are the twins in first place where they traded their best reliever? One of the best relievers in baseball, apparently, got Chris Paddock, who threw like three games before hitting the aisle for the entire season, and Emilio Pagan, who is awful, awful, and we're still in first place. Yeah, like, it's it, just kind of a comedy. I think is like this has been very therapeutic this conversation, Woody, because I just like moved to this, be like, you know what, we're in first place. Fuck it. It's <laughs> this is this is baseball's dumb in this regard and you know what let's just celebrate the fact that we beat the yankees one game out of three and not get too too hung up on it you know what we
1: kind of feel like is like those like late 2000s early like 2010s like nl central like title or like division races yeah Yeah. like like the winner is gonna be like the 84 and 78 cardinals over (laughs) like the 82 and 80 cubs who like narrowly beat out the like nice story of the 79 and 83 pirates like that's like what this central feels like where it's like uh the podgers i feel like our team back in the day when like the dodgers weren't the dodgers yet where it's like they were throwing who are they throwing out there uh uh i'm blanking on his name um but yeah I anyways it's like same deal it's like and the Padres are gonna be in the playoffs hosting the playoff series because they won their
2: division and it's like <laughs> they just went like 81 and 81 I, um, I think you're missing the best comparison woody which is like this feels like the 20 20- 2010, 2011, 2012, like, no, uh, sorry, 2001, 2002, 2003, Minnesota Twins, AL Central, like, <sighs> and out of the just absolute scrap heap that is the Central is the Twins. Did Where I go. Like,
1: I feel like we, yeah, we used Jake Peavy as who's well, the pitcher yes, I was thinking Jake of. Yes, Jake Peavy. I feel like the Twins, though, we used, but, like, whenever we won divisions, I feel like we always won, like, 90-plus games healthily.
2: Like, we can we can double check this. Yeah. I mean, it was also just like I. <laughs> I maybe mean, that's not the best example there. It's not giving enough credit to the old Guardy years, but <sighs> I don't know if we need to give I, credit to those. But yeah, I, I just it again. It, it's just it's maybe what we need to be saying right now is like. Out of all of this madness that was this off season, the most important players out of that have been Gary Sanchez and Gio Urshela. They have. <laughs> <laughs> that they've, like, carried this team. Because we, we credited Arias with being consistent, but I think it's just looking back on the Twins page here, like, ton of RBI from Gary Sanchez, a, a really decent bat from Gio Urshela. Like, those two dudes, along with Arias, are the rock of this squad. Out of everything that transpired, of bringing Correa, of Gray, of trading Taylor Rodgers, like, out of all of that, somehow the Twins are still in first place without any of those big trades. Yeah. Yeah. a contributing part of that. So... It, what happens if those guys could become contributing parts is maybe where I'm hedging that kind of like maybe they'll you know they can only go up from here I, I maybe there's more regression that needs to happen elsewhere but yeah
1: and I, I think that's I, I just keep getting the more we keep talking about it tonight the more I keep getting worried of like re- regression to the mean has to still happen like we're not fully there yet um, unless we change something but it's like you look at just OPS plus not that OPS plus tells you everything but it's like our two worst players it's going to be a tough one here for you. Uh, Jeffers and Nick Gordon are both sub-100.
2: I don't like to hear that. I refuse to believe that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then everyone else is kind of like in that like – and I know like 100s an average baseball player in the major league, right? That's kind of how the statistic works. So it's like anything within like 125 I feel like is kind of like, eh, hey, he's above average, but it's like whatever. That's kind of most of the team. It's like Polanco, 111. Correa, 123. or Shella 118. Uh, our th- two best players – or three best players are – Arias at 157. Makes a lot of sense. Buxton at 141 makes a lot of sense and then weirdly Kepler at 130 yep. and then Marnick at 132 right it's like uh, it, it's just I think there's still some regression to happen and it just comes down to it's it's weirdly it's one of those races I think this year where it's gonna come down to it's like we're not gonna be watching our team because we're just gonna be so just fucking sick of it we're gonna be watching everybody else and being like <laughs> Oh, there's no way they're gonna blow it too. Like and then they're and then they're going to if we if we do go to you know, win the central. It's like, Wow, that's incredible that they had Shane Bieber and then apparently everybody else sucked. <laughs> it's like maybe like having young talented arms isn't that great. Maybe they are just like a Nick Blackburn, Kevin Slowly, uh Scott Baker situation where you're like, Man, we got a great rotation for the next ten years. Ah, you got some names when they were twenty two. Um Turns out, when you ask them to only throw sinkers, it, it's not that great. But yeah, it, and then again, it's just like, what are the White Sox going to do? I I do get a little worried too that like a lot of the guys that we named, Benintendi, whether it's Soto, uh other guys like our inner division guys, yeah. and it's like, are they going to trade them to us? I mean, I think the we don't really have any like issues with the Tigers or the or the uh, Royals, but that always worries me a little bit too. Of like, is the price going to be slightly higher because we're asking? Soto's price is gonna be sky high, but like, are there other guys too?
2: I don't know. Ryan could be back with the Twins sometimes next week, so there, there, there is what I'll put out there. Like watching that very closely to <laughs> see if we can get Ryan back, and I guess build from there, and yeah. and ultimately just recognize you're still in first place and. We'll see how long, <laughs> if it can last, if it can hold. Uh, the last the last thing I'll just throw your way, Woody, is I uh, want to take a guess at what baseball reference has the Twins' World Series odds at, at present. Uh, I,
1: I just peeked at it uh yeah, i think it's sub two percent is
2: the old 1.7 percent which sounds like an investment opportunity <laughs> I, that, I don't know it seems, that seems very high <laughs> if i was to tell you frankie montas was coming over how much will that move <laughs> 1. <Boy>. 1. 1.6 <laughs>
1: it, it is yeah that is oh boy that's that weird because again there's 30 teams there's teams that are just way out of it but it's like that seems high <laughs> <laughs> also it's like you take the twins out of it and you're just like this team is winning their division by you know three to five games however you want to read into the, the cleveland situation with the less games like and the, it's like they have career years coming out of like three or four of their players uh what is their world series percentage you'd assume it'd be like oh probably eight like percent no not not even close but uh
2: 2022 Cleveland Guardian statistics playoff odds 62 percent percentage to win World Series 1.8 too <laughs> higher than the Minnesota Twins. <laughs> so, this is my my favorite thing. We're gonna quick check the White Sox as well to see what they're saying. Uh, at least point zero three okay three percent chance to win. I feel so, like,
1: I feel like most of that is not the players' fault and it's just Tony Lewis' fault. be <laughs> <laughs> having to be like. <laughs> We'd be fine, but this dude keeps, like, intentionally walking guys
2: with two strikes. I don't care what's going on. But, uh, so baseball reference feels that Cleveland has a better shot at making the postseason as well as winning the World Series. That's so. fair.
1: I guess making the postseason, though, t- counts as wild card, and I feel like it's like a, hey, like, there's a, a better chance about, yeah, that's fair, right? They're basically saying, like, there's like an 8% better chance or a 4% better chance that, like, Minnesota just, just bombs the rest of the year. Everyone gets hurt, and we finish with, like, 70 wins versus like cleveland just being like oh we could just never catch the twins but we won 89 games and now we're playing uh road wild card games so i could you know, I, I, I i could believe that i could see that but uh last thing before we wrap up where so we got all-star break we both are kind of like okay we're probably gonna be like that seven to ten games above 500 spot. uh spot fast forward all the way through september has your prediction at the beginning of the season changed now being about just over a third through, or do you still think that we're – because I believe your prediction was like low 80s and wins, but we couldn't catch the White Sox, which, again, we now both agree is like the the Guardians. But are you still there, or has
2: that projection moved? Longer term, like I – that has not changed in the least bit not in the least bit no 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 i like that i feel very good about my early marker out there just a hard
1: because i got us at like 51 and 43 at the all-star break puts us at 94 games so we'd have roughly about 70 uh, 68 games left Do you think we're going in in the last 78 games called 80 like a solid like 30 and 37 down the stretch
2: that sounds well within the realm of possibility for this club post All Star break. Just
1: ooh, is there a world that we trade for? Everyone we trade, we want, like hoped and dreamed for, and then we still don't make the playoffs. Yes, and, and and Carl is yes. like, "See,
2: I told you." <laughs> Uh, I just you know part of this is oh I suddenly had this like dark dark image of like a sad Carlos Correa in the dugout and I was like no no I want to change that but I can't I got to stick to the guns on that one Woody I feel like that's that's more probable than what I would want it to be that's fair
1: that's fair I I I don't think ninety five wins wins the Central Like, I think it's lower so I I would come down off mine but I. We feel like a playoff team we really do, however like this is assuming we do something yeah and it, that's, it always has been yeah
2: and and yeah. The, one of the arguments I like, get I just to give some 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 solace to that is like it seems like we're a playoff team and it always has been and we've moved into that position without doing anything or without everything that we planned working out mm-hmm so baseball works in some funky ways. It's yeah. Just is—is is it sustainable? I, that's what's going to be this early test—the All Star Break. Yeah. Well, the crazy
1: thing is the answer is no. It's not sustainable. No. Like that's the that, like we know the answer. It's just we also know the fix. However, like, are, do we have the people in place that are going to yeah. address it in the in the ways that it needs to be? And that's what we're going to watch, I guess, for the next six and a half weeks or so. <laughs> But uh, any 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 partying uh partying partying last shots here.
2: I was just gonna say, do we watch more in person? <laughs> <laughs> have we sold you on buying tickets for Target Field? What do you? <laughs> ah, might, we might have to start at CHS
1: first. <laughs> do a couple more of those. Then uh...
2: we're here for you for that rehard, re-hard start, Royce. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> be cheering loudly. We might be holding up small PSA slabs for good luck. <laughs> oh man, uh,
1: <laughs> I that would I I would I would go go watch a Royce rehab start. Yeah. Oh, uh, hell yes. Yeah, yes. We have to at this point, but cool. Well, for Dave, it's been Worthy. This has been fly over territory podcast. We will uh, probably post all star break. Maybe, maybe a little before. I think yeah. it's going to come down to whether or not we have a emergency pod that we need to do of uh, Joe Ryan came back and blew his elbow out in his <laughs> third pitch. What do we do now? <laughs> but uh, hopefully we don't have to do that. But until then we will catch you next time. Peace. <laughs>